What day two linebacker prospect would make the most sense for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. I'm joined by Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Today, we are talking about some day two linebacker prospects that might make sense for the Cowboys. Uh, last week, we lo- looked at some of the first round guys, including Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd. Today, we're looking at a few other guys. Let's start, Landon, with Channing Tyndall, linebacker mm. from Georgia. Uh, we looked at Nicobe Dean. What did you think of Tyndall? Tyndall was was a difficult eval for me, I think. I, 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 I you know... I definitely, to be honest, like I, I do my evals kind of trying to like keep out a certain amount of information first, like just to kind of get eyes on it. And then I always kind of sneak back and say, okay, well, what are other people saying about it too? Uh, and it's interesting to me that like he is clearly by most people's indication, a lot more athletic. Well, well let me get into it. Uh, I, I, I've, I've put him down as a thick, powerfully built with broad shoulders, long arms and thick legs. I mean, he looks the part as, as, a, as, a, as a linebacker for sure. Uh, saw him play uh, off ball edge as a pass rusher. He played a little bit of overhang defender as well. They kind of moved him around a little bit, but mostly he's uh, an off ball linebacker type. Uh, he was used often as a blitzer, can, can win there. He's a hard charger. He's physical. He has good curvy linear speed, you know, like so when he's when he's moving at, at speed, he can kind of curve his body and not lose uh, any momentum, which is uh, really good when you're trying to like, you know, run stunts and games and twists around. You try to get around really quickly uh, and just avoid traffic to get to the quarterback. Um, he punishes pass protecting uh, running backs when blitzing. Oh, he just yeah. is very physical. Um uh, you know, nice tackle radius engages blockers with correct shoulder with good balance. Uh, he definitely feels like a Mike linebacker to me. That's his best spot. Uh, he feels hot and cold with his effort in pursuit. Sometimes um, he's, he was on and off the field quite a bit. Like I, I understand UGA had it like, you know, a generationally talented defense, but it's still is something to worth noting that he was, it was, he wasn't always on the field uh, very often. And, for a guy that's being potentially drafted in the second round, that well, seemed odd, right? We should mention that because, first of all, N'Kobe Dean, as great as he was, only played 650 snaps this year, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyndale was second on the team in linebacker snaps at 474. And then they've got another linebacker, Quay Walker, who might be a top 50 pick, and he kind of rotated in with those guys. So on top of there being three NFL talented guys, they also had the number one defense in the league. I mean, they yeah, actually gave up 8.8. <laughs> points per game there just wasn't a lot of defensive snaps to be available right so that's part of it that's definitely part of it um he has good range to the sideline to sideline when he sees it early uh he's better moving forward i i I think this is the key thing here he's better moving forward than back or side to side i I think that's you know he's very and and i think the, the the spot where i was surprised and i think you and i had discussed right was exactly how fast he is supposed to be Right, because you see it on field on film to a, to a large degree. I mean, he's moving for sure, 
but but like he's not it's very straight line he's not very uh, uh agile or quick or he's you know he's not going to be great at mirroring running backs out of the backfield necessarily uh, where does he win in my mind he's a physical downhill run stuffing linebacker with some pass rusher flex i think you could you know if you needed to you could put him down with his hand down as a pass rusher in certain situations or blitz him i think he could uh i think he could go go well there can my unanswered question for this player is can he hold up if, if forced into man coverage because you're not going to be able to get into a situation where you're running any kind of man and you're going to be able to hide this guy unless you're blitzing him so how will he hold up versus running backs and tight ends uh, if they get deployed and he's in man coverage against them all right, so just a couple of things I want to add in there because I think you, you got it right. Uh, less than 700 career snaps in college on yeah. defense, at least. It's a little concerning, right? And we mentioned the reasons for that because of the NFL talent, because of the lack of just snaps available because they're not on the field very often. Uh, it does play a lot of special teams. I think he's a good blitzer. I don't think he's a good rusher. And there's a mm-hmm. difference there, right? Like yeah. if you're blitzing him and he's unblocked, I think he can be really good. Like you saw the sack in the national championship game against Bryce Young, right? Yeah. Like that type of stuff when he can just see it and go get it. I think he's really good. Uh, I do have some questions about the side to side, you know, the quick movements, but uh, I, I, I told you this the other day and I got it confirmed. Uh, this was at Georgia's pro day last year, what he, he measured it. 6015. So just under six foot two, 223 pounds, 32 and a half inch arms. Four four eight forty yard dash. I mean, again, like you know, if, if they can train up and it's about sprinting, I I believe that it's it's the you know it's the going four four eight in one direction and then having to stop and go four four eight in the other direction was where I have problems. You know, do, do you think okay? And I don't disagree. Do you think he was bad in coverage? I don't. It's hard to say because you just didn't see him very much in coverage, right? I, you see him do some country drops in, in, in what I saw, and he seemed okay. He didn't necessarily have elite, uh, uh, you know, uh, instincts there. But I, I, but again, and I guess this is kind of why we bring up the snap count thing. It, it, it's if anything, it, my concern is that he hasn't just he hasn't played a lot, you know. He and, and lot. It, no. He's very good, and and I think there are reasons for the lack of snaps. But he just he has not played a ton, and and I worry about the experience aspect of playing linebacker there. Do you think his coverage ability, or maybe lack thereof, is all that different from like what we saw from Micah Parsons two years ago, where we don't know that he can't do it, we just haven't seen him do a lot of it. <laughs> I, I think I think in the sense that they're both unknowns, then yes, I, I agree that that's a, a fair comparison. He's not because... the player Parsons is right, but it's kind of yeah, that, no, 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 we no, know no. He's a good athlete. We just don't know if he can cover outside of a few flat drops, right? He's he's not nearly the athlete that Parsons. No, is. He's I mean, not. It, he's not. He may test in a similar. Well, we don't we don't have Parsons testing numbers, but I mean, he may test in some similar ways, but the way he moves. And carries himself is completely different than yes, yes. carries I, himself. I actually wrote down this player. I don't think he necessarily plays this like this, but I think he moves it like a Bruce Carter coming out of North Carolina. That's actually a really good comparison, I think. Because Carter, if you remember at the end, they were basically trying to put him at Sam linebacker because the truth of the matter was is with all that athleticism and all that length and everything, he just was not very good at read and reacting. He was not necessarily good at changing directions and, and doing what he needs to do to kind of flow to the ball. He was a better tool when pointed at something and directed at something. So uh, I think that's actually a very good comparison. 
All right, so let's talk about kind of round where you would be comfortable drafting this guy. I, I, I've seen him. I'm looking at the consensus board right now, the top seven draft uh, analysts, and seems like they all have him somewhere between 40 and 50. That seems too high to me. Second round, I, I couldn't get behind it. But third round, it makes sense to me. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because there's a lot of unknown there, and, and there's some of the, there are some things that you do know that are – uh, that you feel like might be limiting as, as where he's going to play necessarily and at least the kind of style he's going to play in. So uh, I think, you know, you take him maybe in the second round, hoping that you, with all that athletic potential and, and all and the lack of experience that he really blossoms in the NFL and becomes uh, something a lot better than he was in, at Georgia. But uh, yeah, there's, there's risk there that he might, that this is that what you see is what you get. And that if he was that type of elite player, then, you know, maybe they would have rotated him less at UGA, yeah. uh, you know, if he was really incredible. So uh, I, I, I think there is some risk here uh, because not because of his athleticism. I think his athleticism shows that he could play NFL linebacker, but they just, there just isn't a ton on tape to show you exactly how he's going to be in coverage specifically. And I think that's you know going to be a major part of what his role is. So if the Cowboys drafted him, let's say in the third round, and you're going to the season with Parsons, Tyndale, and Cox as your three linebackers, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good. I think you think you've upgraded the position. I think Tyndall is – Not having is, to spend a top two pick? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate like the idea of Tyndall. I, I think he honestly you know, is kind of similar in some ways to kind of – you would use him similarly to how you use Jalen Smith. You know, I don't think they're similar yes. athletes, yep. but I think in the same sense that like, you know, that he's going to, you're going to want to try to get him, get him downhill, get him blitzing, mm-hmm. get him in situations where he's not having to read and react as much. He's an attacking know? linebacker. Yeah, right? exactly. He has a lot of athleticism. And if you can get him just to be passable in coverage, I think that can be a quality linebacker in the NFL. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. All uh, right. Let's move on to our next linebacker. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of the year, so many people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours thanks to Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars, they only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Uh Built Bar is just an easy choice here. They have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now. 
by joining Wondery Plus. Percent off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, the next linebacker that we're going to talk about is Damone Clark from LSU. Uh, Go ahead, give me your thoughts, Landon. Yeah, this guy, long legs and arms, kind of a narrow build. He's an interesting, he has an interesting body. He's he's got a narrow build, but he still somehow weighs like 240 or 235 pounds. He's he's, he's a big dude weight-wise. He he doesn't have very broad shoulders. He's kind of got a thin midsection a little bit. He looks like, I mean, on the field, he looks like a DB uh, that has been made larger by forced perspective. Like It's like he's like shot closer in the camera or something. He wears number 18 at LSU, which means something, that which is a, considered a high honor. He, he has plus, plus, plus character and leadership. Uh, you know, that's just based on what that that number means. I, I don't haven't done any background there, but that did that is something that caught my eye. Um, that number is special in LSU. Uh, I saw him line up almost exclusively as an off-ball linebacker. I mean, that clearly is where they are playing him. They're not moving him around a ton, or if they were, they, they, I didn't see it on the tape. I was watching. A very easy mover. He flows well and can really move when he opens up. Uh, can op- like really sprint. Uh, he's got good but not great uh, read and react skills. I, I would say that you know it- it's it's uh, uh, not necessarily a strength, but certainly isn't a weakness in his game. I think he, he will sure. get better at that it's- as he starts to speed up his, his reading his cues. Excellent flexibility. Uh, his play stance kind of reflects that as well as his ability to kind of drop his hips and absorb contact from much bigger offensive linemen. Uh, he just looks like he's able to kind of squeeze every ounce of leverage uh, out of those situations. His feet are always moving, but somehow always ended up planted when he needs to generate power. I, I thought that was really fascinating how he's just kind of always chopping his feet, but at the moment yeah. that he needs to plant his feet and deliver a blow to an offensive lineman or a running back, he gets them set very quickly. So he's got really nice feet. He works well in zone, gets into his drops quickly, and clicks and closes downhill very quickly when it's time. Uh, he's not destroying offensive linemen, but he's violent enough to fill – uh, to fling off linebackers with his upper body on, on his way to the football. Um, where does he win? He's big, athletic, run hit, coverage linebacker, unanswered questions. Uh, why was he not more productive, I guess, is, is my question. It feels like when you watch him, he has a lot of tools. He played for a really, you know, uh, you know I don't, LSU is maybe not relative to their normal success, but he played for yeah. a good LSU team. Uh, it, it just feels like, uh, this was a guy that, you know, if you, if you put him in an, another LSU team, you would expect a lot more production. It just didn't seem like it was necessarily all there. I will say with Damone Clark, I think this one, he's really easy to get behind because he's got the yeah. size, right? 6'3", 240. Uh, his expected 40-yard dash time, you want to guess? I, I mean, he he looks fast, so... I mean, similar. I would say four four eight. I don't think that that's outrageous. Yeah, four five five. So a little slower. Yeah. But still, you're but talking about yeah. I mean, plenty, plenty fine enough. Uh, also, 
He's the opposite of Tyndale. I mean, he's got a yeah. ton of snaps, almost 2,000 career snaps when you factor in his special team stuff. On top of the character stuff, I think he was fairly productive. Like, he had eight games this year with at least 10 solo tackles. That's pretty impressive. Now, there are some other questions I have about him, like how it, how good is his pursuit speed? I think, I think he has some more build-up speed than just, like, burst right off the edge or you know kind of quickly changing direction i think he needs to be a little bit better in coverage but man i see a guy that could pretty quickly be a three down linebacker in the nfl he's leggy you know and i think that's part of the reason that he doesn't um necessarily burst as well right it's kind of a build-up speed but he takes long strides so he gets to the outside quickly. He doesn't have a problem getting, you know, outside to meet running backs there. But you're right. Like, how is that going to hold up when he's playing, you know, man coverage or if he's I just don't think he's a weak side linebacker. I think he's yeah. probably a middle linebacker in today's NFL, right? That's probably fair. You know, I, I think you would probably – I think he could probably play Will eventually. But I think, yeah, coming into the NFL, it may be easier for him to transition into Mike. Now, for the Cowboys – if you're thinking like long-term and Mike is kind of this joker and Jabril Cox is your will and Damone Clark's your inside guy, I could get behind that. Man. Like that makes yeah. a ton of sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. That's the thing that's appealing about both Tyndall and, and, and Clark is that you view them as kind of, you know, inside guys that, that, that fit well with the kind of uh, 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 skill sets that you have with the other two linebackers on your roster. And I, I think that they, you know, both of these guys are probably similar. And this is kind of leads us to our next part. Both of these guys are kind of similarly graded, I would imagine. I, I don't know yeah. what the consensus board says, but they, but the, even though they're quite different players, I would have, I evaluated them similarly. Uh, what does the consensus yeah. board say? Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, the consensus board is far lower on Damone Clark. Huh. Far, okay. far lower. You're talking about like Tyndale being a borderline second, third round pick, while most places have Clark as like a borderline top 100 pick. Wow. Okay. Which uh, is shocking to me. The, there's and a I, lot I of think, linebackers too, though. So Yeah, there is a lot of linebackers. I think part of the reason why people are a little bit down on Clark compared to Tyndale is Tyndale's a better blitzer and pass rusher at least in my yeah. opinion please correct me if you're wrong so i think no, i think get a little bit more excited there I, I i agree i think tyndall is is probably a more versatile player right whereas clark i think is probably better at playing off ball linebacker purely right like just maybe slightly mm-hmm. better right so so for the cowboys which one would it be or which of these two guys would you rather have <sighs> I think I think I would if you're telling me that I could get Clark around later, I would take Clark for sure. Uh, because I think let's say they're he, both there in the third round. Which one would you rather have for the Cowboys? Oh, I'll take Tyndall. I mean, if if if, if, he, if he's there at the end of the third round, whenever we're picking, I feel like that's a good pick. That's a that's a good value pick. Uh, yeah. So just to kind of confirm where everybody is at, Dane Brugler, our guy, has Channing Tyndall at seventy four. Damone Clark at 99, but then you go over to Lance Zerline. Uh, he's got Damone Clark as the third best linebacker in this cra- class with a very, very similar grade to Devin Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I, I'm i surprised that people are so low on him just be based on, you know, all the elements here. High yeah. character guy, very athletic, has put it out on tape, you know, played in the SEC. Yeah. 
uh, you know, he was a very high rated, highly rated player. So I, 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 will, I could see after, it. after watching these two guys, and there's more linebackers out there that we, we, we got another one coming up, but like Chad Muma is another one, Brian Osamoa from Oklahoma. If the Cowboys decide to pass on a linebacker in round one and try to grab one in round two or round three, I think you're going to be very, very happy. Oh, I, after doing this, I prefer it. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I give, agree. give me any one of these guys in the second or third round over. Kobe Dean at 24. Oh, that hurts. I know. Uh, all right. We, we got one more linebacker to preview, but oh, before yes. we do that, I want to tell you guys about bet online football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC uh, odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, we got one more linebacker left, uh, and it's Nebraska linebacker JoJo Donman. Is that how you say his last name? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we're going to sure. talk about him because I'm excited. Uh, th- this is a, a very, very interesting guy uh, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, he basically plays like a safety, and he can really, really cover. Yeah. But where do you draft him? Uh, what do you think, Landon? Well, I, you guys are gonna have to talk me down on this guy because I'm too excited about uh, about him, honestly. Uh, oh, so I, we're gonna I, have some different opinions. I can already tell you that. Yes. Well, I mean, let, let me be clear. Relative okay. to, uh, yeah, let me. It's relative to what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah sure, sure, uh, sure. Modern NFL linebacker, I think, uh, body. He's got. He's two twenty five plus. He's probably actually closer to two thirty. I think when he's playing. I know he came in at the Senior Bowl at two twenty six, but I think he might have lost some weight. But he play a piece. He's 225 plus with nice bulk and a decent build. He played everywhere on it in his career. He played off ball linebacker. He played Sam. He played nickel. He played safety. He played uh, uh, wide corner in a couple snaps last year. Uh, he played everywhere for that team. He's he's an incredible mover <laughs> in the as a linebacker in the past game. I saw him in a uh, in a I think it was versus OU. Uh, drop into he was playing corner by the way drop into the flats and then there was no one there and then he did like a backwards drop 15 to 20 yards behind him and then made a diving backwards swat at a 
pass that was going over his head like he was a cornerback. Uh, I, I mean, he's just – his ability to move at 225 is crazy. Uh, he mm-hmm. will play linebacker I- at the NFL, but had the movement skills at 225-plus to play Nick, mostly nickel in college. Uh, and despite all this, he's absolutely physical enough for the position. He takes on tackles and guards with zest when asked. He just didn't do it a ton last year. Um, he was at Nebraska for six years, and this is why this is why Marcus is going to hate him is because he will be. No, this 25. is actually not it. But go ahead. Yes, he will be twenty-five this summer uh, in July. Despite all of what I'm saying here, right? I am very aware of what this guy is. I think he is a nickel linebacker and an elite special teamer. So I think that he's a guy that you probably will get, you know, in the fourth, third or fourth round, right? And I think that you get this guy, you 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 put him on the I think this guy is like Jabril Cox in, in a lot of ways, right? You get this guy, you put him on special teams, you kind of redshirt him a year, maybe get him some snaps in at linebacker because he he definitely needs snaps at linebacker. He played it early in his uh college career. Uh but but he you know he's basically been playing defensive back these last two years because they built this defense around him. So my unanswered question is he's a tough eval because of where he played his snaps last year. Can he be an excellent linebacker uh, as well as, you know, being just kind of a nickelback elite special teamer type. All right. So I don't disagree with you too much. Uh, I think he is a day three player that could easily go in the fourth, fifth round. And it's because he's a sub package player. I just don't think he's an every down starter, right? Cause he is, but but sub package, sub package right that's the new starter in the nfl he might be a one down player in the nfl and if you're a one down linebacker i don't know i he's gonna help on special teams i think because he is fast right he's gonna run in the low four sixes at 225 however he's just not big at all ninth percentile arm length eighth percentile wingspan He's under six foot one. He's he came in under two thirty. He's just not very big. And while the while the play speed is good, he's just not an elite athlete. Like he's a good athlete, but not an elite athlete. So how does that factor in, in coverage? I don't know. My biggest problem is the injuries here, right? So 2017. So he came into college 2016, didn't play a lot. 2017, he missed the entire year with a knee injury. 2018, he missed time with a shoulder injury. This year, he missed time because of a finger injury. He had to get surgery at the end of the season, missed two games. He's been at Nebraska for six years, and he hasn't played a ton of snaps. Like He's still a relatively raw linebacker. To me, that's a day three guy that you're just kind of gambling on at that point. I I think he – I mean, I'm sure you're looking at very uh, uh, informed sources, but I – I got to see it to believe it. If he's running a four, six, this guy's faster than that. I mean, like there are times when he closes that it looks like the, the Micah Parsons teleporting. Well, and that's what I wrote in my notes. I said the the good play speed, the testing speed is a little concerning, right? But we'll see. Yeah. Cause I mean, this guy plays so fast. I mean, crazy fast, like obviously to the point where he's playing nickel and he, I mean, it looks like, not Leighton Vander Esch because Vander Esch is bigger, but it looks like you know a, a linebacker out there covering dudes from the slot. So yeah, uh, yeah, I I would be surprised if if he tested at that poorly. But I, I mean, I guess it's happened before for sure. I mean, you just don't know how the injuries have taken yeah, a toll on the testing true. stuff. And 
I wouldn't be surprised if he just doesn't run at all because of all the injuries he's had. But he is kind of the new modern day linebacker. It's just, man, you are taking a small, small player there. And I'm not against it because the Cowboys did it last year with Jabril Cox, but I think Cox has a little bit more length, a little bit more size, but I, I just, I don't think I could get behind it in the top 100 land, but at any time after that, why not? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I, like I said, I definitely think he's a later than the other two guys pick. Yep. Right. But to me, like, again, I mean, I, I think I would rather have this guy in the fourth round than Tyndall in the second round. You know, like, okay. I, Which, I, I think that's my thing, right? I don't necessarily d- disagree. But for the Cowboys team this year that needs linebackers that are healthy and can stay on the field, would you still rather do that? You know what I mean? Because you, now you have Jabril Cox and Tyndall, who both have had major knee injuries in their career. Yeah, I mean, I think I would rather – I just don't see the – I have a problem taking a linebacker in the first – three rounds unless he's like life-changing right or or like really really better because i just feel like you could go and get a plug-and-play vet that would basically give you similar production while you're waiting for one of these guys to you know get up to speed to be that good right like i don't know i think i understand what you're saying i like you're probably better off just gambling in the fourth round every year on a linebacker like this, who's clearly talented, but has some injury stuff. And maybe there's some questions about how he fits in the NFL. I, I just think Clark and Tyndale are guys that are probably starters by the end of 2022 for the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyndale, especially if you're drafting as high as you are, you better hope he's a starter sooner than that. I mean, linebacker shouldn't be that kind of transition. Well, I feel really good about him. I'm saying more, if you get Clark in the third round, I think yeah. he's starting at some point in the season. Sure. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. And I and that's why I guess my my take would be if 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 you have to get a starting linebacker, then you should probably sign one, right? Because like otherwise you're taking a huge swing at a linebacker in the first round uh, or, you know, a second round. And if it doesn't work, then you're out the pick and you know, you could have easily just gotten a guy off. But see, I don't know. That's why the third round seems like it makes the most sense for me. Because sure, my guess is one of the two guys that we talked about, Tyndall or Clark or Chad Muma or Brian Asamoah, yeah. somebody like that is going to be available to you there or in a slight trade-up. And I don't have to spend a premium pick to go do that. That's the spot I'm kind of circling for a linebacker. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I just don't. I think at this point, you know, if you need a linebacker for 2022, then you're either going to need to draft him high, which you don't necessarily want to do, or you're going to need to kind of combo it and get a vet and get a, a young guy. And, and, and Is there, interested of, in Anthony Hitchens who got released? No, not yeah. really. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. you know, he's, wasn't super athletic when he left and that was eight years ago whatever so uh, uh yeah uh last thing before we leave so i think it's pretty clear nicobe dean and devin lloyd are in a separate tier from the linebackers yeah. that we've talked about today yeah. but how would you rank tyndale clark and christian harris who we previewed on our last show let me look at my harris notes real quick for uh, me, I would have 
I think probably in that order. I I just didn't like Harris. I don't. I yeah, mean, see, yeah, Harris was not. My, I, I'd rather have Clark. I, I I'd rather gamble on the character, the athleticism, and the production there. I just with 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 Harris, it's like it just feels like he's being drafted because he played linebacker in Alabama. And we've I still see it with those him. guys lately not pan out. Right? Yeah. I mean, like there's guys like Reggie Ragland who were eh. Mac Wilson, I mean, uh, who's a guy I like, Sean Dion Hamilton. Most of those guys haven't been great, other than Dante Hightower and Rolando McLean. I, I, I think that I think that the issue is that I keep running into with Harris is that he played so many snaps, and he never really got better at reading keys and quicker. And he's, you know, his head coach is maybe the greatest defensive mastermind in college in all of football. So I, you know, what do I do with that? I don't know that my linebacker coach is going to be better at teaching reading cues than than Nick Saban. So uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to get this kid any better than he is currently, and he's not fantastic right now. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. There you go. We've seen six linebackers so far. Uh, maybe we'll have to make a, a locked on Cowboys draft board so we can kind of start slotting these guys and have some discussions about them. So. Uh, maybe we'll work out that, that this yeah. weekend. So, uh, follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.